my name is Hayden Raymer. Uh, welcome to In the Clubhouse. This is episode like 16, Jeremy. That's crazy. Or 17. That's a lot of. That's, that's pretty 16. good. 16, yeah. 16's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, look at us. Look at us. We're doing a good job. Jeremy, welcome. Jeremy, Jeremy Lapidus, my uh, beautiful co host. Hi, that's me. I'm Jeremy Lapidus. Th that is you. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of Nationals baseball to talk about. Uh, but before we get into that, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good today. Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. There's, like you said, there's a lot to talk about. The Nats have had an interesting week, mm -hmm. uh, on and off the field. Uh, so I'm excited to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. All right. So diving into it, the big kind of news was uh, two days ago. Uh, Jackson Rutledge made his major league debut. Uh, he threw three and a third innings. Uh, gave up ten hits, seven runs. With uh, three strikeouts, I believe. Sounds right. I don't have the stat line pulled in front of me, but I was watching in the start. It sounds about right. Two strikeouts. Um, the, big, the big takeaway for me with his start... Um, he was solid. Obviously, that seven-run number doesn't look or sound good at all. But a lot of those were, like, weird, were, like, perfectly placed balls off the Pirates' bat. Like, they were good pitches. Uh, not all of them, but mm -hmm. a, a lot of them were, like, solid pitch locations. And the Pirates just, they happened to drop it into no-man's land or perfectly down the line in right field and all that stuff. Um... So, his start was better than the numbers scream at you, at least in my opinion. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like you said, uh, he did give up some hard hit balls, uh, but there wasn't really any that you know are classified by like Statcast as a barrel, which is good. You know, they're not like Nestor might be hitting it hard, but they're not barreling it, which is good. Uh, and he didn't walk the world. You know, I feel like worst case scenario. A Jackson Rutledge debut, you know, is like seven walks. You know, like he just walks the world and just can't find the zone. Because, you know, that's kind of the uh, knock against him. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, at least the consensus is on him. Uh, but no, I mean, I thought it was a really solid start. Uh, I, you know, I dug up some numbers. Jeremy. Uh, yeah, so... For uh, expected statistics, I've been learning a lot about expected statistics lately, uh, and how they're not actually very great at <laughs> correlating to like the actual, you know, like you know, their next year's success or anything right, like that. baseball's weird. They're not. They're not good predictors. You can't use them as right, predictors because expecting stuff is just not how baseball works. But using it like <laughs> this, where we talk about kind of what the expected outcome of just one game and like pitch by pitch. I think that's a, it's a solid tool for that. I mean, it's a solid tool to be like, he got unlucky and stuff, but for any like, uh, like actual, like physical results, it's mm -hmm. not great, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so you, as you said, you know, he wasn't getting hit very hard. So I thought expected statistics would be, a good way to kind of look at his start. Uh, 
And now against righties, he was solid. Uh, I mean, obviously the uh, 327 batting average uh, on his slider isn't exactly great. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it's, you know, playable. You can kind of live with it. Uh, when it comes to against lefties, though, uh, you know, by pitch by pitch, he had a 615 hour. Sorry, I lost it. He had a 410 X Woba against on his four seam fastball. And then he had a 466 X Woba on his uh, changeup. Or, you know, mm-hmm. 674 slugging, 421 expected slugging, you know. High, much higher numbers, essentially, against lefties. I'm tired. I'm not explaining this well. Uh, <laughs> but it just it looked like lefties were kind of the issue, uh, which when you look at his stuff, I think it's probably just more of like a sequencing thing. Has that been an issue for all the Nationals this season, sequencing? I don't know if you look too much into it. but I mean, I don't know. I had a shower thought today. Mm-hmm. Uh like when you look at kind of what the Nationals pitchers are kind of known for, you know Corbin was kind of a strikeout guy before he came to DC. Uh, he, was he was a strikeout guy in before he's his uh, mechanics in 2019, exploded. In 2019, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Josiah Gray has shown flashes of being much better than he is this year. Mackenzie Gore, I feel like, is a solid. Guy. He's just a strikeout guy, but I feel like he's incredibly inconsistent with that. Right. Uh, like which we've, maybe we've that's a young pitcher. But I feel like we've it's talked. kind of a trend since kind of like Paul Menhart left after 2019. Because right. you bring that up, and I don't want to put this on the catchers because it's not all on the catchers, but you know we've talked about how the, the Nationals catchers are like – Really, really bad well, in defensive metrics. So, so I uh, let me let me say this though. I don't think the catchers are out here researching how they're going to attack these hitters. No, the coaches are telling them that. And so and, I think it might be an approach thing where they're more focused on getting weak contact rather than you know kind of you know getting all these whiffs and strikeouts. Mm-hmm. That I, I don't know. Like I said, this is a shower thought. I haven't looked into the data. I had this thought probably 30 minutes before we went live because I was showering before the show because I'm going to go to bed after this. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I want to look into that more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we'll I'll look into that too, and we'll go over it on Sunday's show. Uh, but the the I mean, you bring that up, and you can I mean, just retroactively looking back at these national starts and starters all season it kind of fits a little bit uh now that's not to say that that's the only issue because uh you know when you're pitching for contact weak contact and you miss your spot they're gonna they're gonna hit you hard Mm -hmm. you know uh so that might be part of it and i don't know if that's the greatest strategy but I think it's a fine strategy. I just don't think it's a blanket strategy. Mm-hmm. And what I kind of worry is that it's being used as a blanket strategy. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Um. There's a lot of. 
uh, things about the Nats pitching. I mean, since 2019 when their pitching coach left, right? Uh, it's kind of... The pitching was always a strength on this team. Like, in their contending window, like, excuse me, like 2012 to 2020 or 2019, pitching was always a strength, right? And then, obviously, we see it now. It's not a weakness, but it's not necessarily a strength anymore, you know? Uh, so, it's interesting how much that's changed in just a couple years. And, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was the pitching coach, but we've talked all about how the coaching staff on the Nats could be better. Yeah, I, I like I said, I that's something I want to dig into the data a little bit more. That's I that might take a little bit longer than Sunday, uh, but definitely something to examine over this off season is you know if there's any sort of correlation with Jim Hickey's arrival and deplenished strikeouts by the Nats. But yeah, no. So I mean, I don't know if you had any other thoughts. I thought it was just kind of like lefties just kind of just crushed them. Uh, yeah, no, he didn't um, strike out as many as, you know, like, following his minor league numbers, it made sense that he wasn't going to strike out a ton, but if you read his scouting report, I feel like more people were shocked. I mean, I didn't expect him to come in here and light up the world, mm-hmm. right? I didn't expect him and put to come in and put up a Strasburg start, you know? I'm sure there were some shades of that. I mean, when I looked at the matchup against Pittsburgh, that's the first thing I thought of. Same. I was like, oh, what if... And then, but no, obviously I wasn't expecting that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if the re- I don't know what the rest of the MLB was expecting with with Rutledge. Uh, but I mean, he was solid, right? Yeah, no, I, I mean the scouting report on him though is like you know big flamethrower righty who's got great stuff. Baseball America gives his fastball a seventy grade, which you know. It's pretty good, you know. You would expect, <laughs> you know, getting swings and misses all day, every day, and he's get gets three swing and misses in his start. I feel like you gotta expect more than that. But then, like I said, if you followed his minor league numbers, like he hasn't quite been striking out the world in down in AAA. Right, and I mean, all things considered, it wasn't the worst start. You talked about worst case scenario. Uh, for him, him being wild. And he started off the day a little wild, but he, he settled in, you know, and he was able to control the ball. Uh, <clears throat> another silver lining, he got beamed in the head, and uh, he was fine. So, there you go. Another another little thing there. Mm-hmm. He, he's good. He's good. Uh <laughs> And I mean, no. another <laughs> silver lining, uh, his next opponent's set up to be the Chicago White Sox. So, you know, it's not like he has to go face Atlanta that, you know, some of his teams have to face right after. But So, no, uh, all in all, solid start from him. Uh, I'd like to see some improvements in his next start on certain things. Like the strikeout numbers you were talking about, but... And being a little more efficient, you said he only went like three innings. He was up there in pitch count. He was yeah, around he threw 90, 90 or 100. He threw 90. Um, so I'd like to see him be a little more efficient with it. But overall, a 
not a not a bad start, a pretty solid start. Yeah, to correct myself earlier, uh, I said three and a third. It was three and two thirds, so I apologize. You pulled one more out than I said. Uh, yeah, and the other big thing, Jeremy, uh, six of his 16 changeups got hit for a hit. So. Not great. No, but they'll work on that. Uh. Yeah, no, uh, pretty good know. start. Yeah. Not, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm not disappointed by it. Yeah. You want to talk about uh, the Pirates series as a whole? Yeah. It was an interesting series. I thought they would win a couple more games, at least one more game. Um, but the offense was was working most of the time. Obviously, this last game today, they got shut out. It's a really quick game today. Uh, it was like less than two hours, but uh, the offense was clicking a lot of the time, um, and that's a good thing. We've talked a lot this season about how their offense just isn't there yet. In this Pirate series, excuse me, and really all this week, even against the Dodgers, they were putting up some runs, like, not in every single game, but if you'd go by, like, average over this week. I, no, Jeremy, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Do it. Uh, <laughs> game, uh, game two, or game one and two, they put up three runs combined of this Pirates series. Or no, sorry, six in game one. Sorry, I got the W and the L's mixed up. Uh, but they only put up one uh, on Tuesday. On uh, Wednesday, they didn't. I mean, a lot of the runs just came off home runs. Like two guys got a home run, and then they were back. You know, three run and one run. So you know, that's a majority of their offense was kind of just from two swings of the bat. You know, it wasn't like. You know what I mean? It wasn't like we're getting walks here and there. You know, we're grinding them out. It was just kind of like. We'd strike out the side three times, and then we'd hit a home run, and then we'd strike out, and then... Right, but they're hitting home runs. Okay. You know what? You got me there. Right. They haven't been hitting home runs all season. They haven't been hitting home runs all season. You got me. You got me there. And then today, uh, they didn't score any runs, but... No, they didn't score any runs. Yeah. It It wasn't a good game today. I mean, hey, it was a good day for somebody. Can we talk about that Josiah Gray game? Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, first off, time of game, one hour and fifty minutes. Insane. Uh, I sat down, uh, for a media and politics class. As the game's starting, I'm like keeping up with the game while taking notes. You know, like a good student. Uh, <laughs> and then. I go to my next class. Five minutes into my next class, the game is over. Sounds about right. That, yeah. I mean, that's what happens when both pitchers are on. Uh, yeah. Josiah Gray deserved to win that game, the way he was pitching. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen, obviously, because the Nats only had two hits. Mm-hmm. 
Jeremy, I have a question for you. Yes. So I feel like in his last start and in his most recent start, we've seen kind of the polar opposites of Josiah Gray. On one end, right, he's the high strikeout, high homer guy. And on the other end, he's the high strikeout, high walk guy. And then in the middle, it's when he doesn't do anything, and it's just, you know, luck of the fan. Uh, <laughs> where he'll have, like, two strikeouts and a walk, and then he throws six innings, uh, and he gets through it unscathed. But those are the two spectrums. I feel like we prefer today's Josiah Gray, where he's giving up home runs, compared to the walk Josiah Gray, correct? Yeah, because walks are more... Let me see if I can phrase this in a way that won't make me look stupid. No, I know um, exactly what you're saying, yes. Or I was going to say more dangerous, but that's not like a good way to say it. I think uh, the walks lend themselves more to starting a rally. Yes. Because the more bad is your face, the higher the chances that one of them is going to hit you. Yeah. And if one of them hits you with people on base then they might go score. So, yeah. in a sense, they're more dangerous. But also, you know, a home run is immediate offense. Yeah. So, you take the good with the bad. Uh, but, no. Um, yeah. Ten strikeouts, I mean, though, today. That was incredible. I mean, we've seen this. Like, this, this the, the high strikeout, high home run, or I guess you can say high home run, but only giving up runs on home runs is like Max Scherzer-esque. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he does. He strikes out everyone, and then he'll give up a home run or two. You know? Yeah, no, I uh, I have a question for you, Jeremy. We're going to kind of get off topic a little bit here. Would you rather them move back to a five-man rotation next year? Or make the bench more efficient? Because we don't use the bench a whole lot, let's be honest. We don't use it. We're not, like, mixing and matching guys a whole lot. Would you rather make the bench a little bit more efficient and have people just play more every day, position player-wise, and have a six-man rotation? See, the issue with that, and we've had a little bit of this conversation, is the influx of guys that that will be coming up, Uh supposedly, in this next season or two, right? Now, if you ask me that question with the roster we have this season, yes, absolutely. But now we're talking about adding all, like, three top prospects and whatever whatever else we're going to add to make this team better. People coming off of injuries, and you're going to have a sixth pitcher on there, and then you're going to have to take a roster spot away from one of those bats. Yeah. Uh, which just in the way that this roster is looking like supposedly it's going to be constructed next season won't work as well. Uh, Now, if they don't call anyone up, which I doubt they will, but if they run it back again with a similar roster, then yes, I'm I'm all down for it. But otherwise, I don't think it's worth it. Fair. Very fair. I don't know what I don't know what your thoughts are on this. No, I, I I didn't really have any thoughts. I think you bring a good point. Uh but I do think 
a lot of the roles early next year are going to be solidified. Right? I think Jacob Young has kind of proven himself to be the opening day center fielder. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Kybert Ruiz is going to be catching. We know CJ Abrams is going to be at shortstop. We know... That's about all we know. Lane Thomas is going to probably be playing somewhere. Maybe he'll be playing somewhere we, in baseball next year, <laughs> but but we we don't know where he's gonna start because if they call up James Wood and uh, Dylan Cruz, he's probably not gonna get an outfield spot. Would he get the DH spot? I think you can Maybe. rotate those. I think you can rotate those four. I'm sh- I know you can rotate those four. Uh, or I think at that point, I mean, if you at that point, Jacob Young doesn't play. He's right. your late-inning defensive substitute speed guy off the bench. So, exactly. So we don't know how this roster is going to look outside of Abrams and Kyber, really. But we know Lane Thomas is going to be in the lineup, and I, I think only one, I would be surprised if both. I, I would love if both were in Honestly, the lineup. You know what? I wouldn't I be, would surprised be surprised if they both got called up. I, I don't think I'd be surprised if they both got called up. I would be surprised. Really? I'd be surprised Why? if they were both up. Maybe not on opening day, but I think they'll both be up at some point in the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. I thought we were talking about opening day. I wouldn't be surprised if they were both up opening day. I'd be a little bit surprised. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see how they... Yeah, we'll see. It, it's going to be a fun year, though. Hopefully. Hopefully. That or all the prospects are going to be terrible. And it's going to be <laughs> miserable, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know if you had any other thoughts about any of these games they've played these past week or so. Um, They stole a game or two against the Dodgers. That was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. A little walk-off win there. Uh, That was fun. But, no, I mean, they just played... I'm uh, I'm trying. They didn't play great baseball this week. Like they played okay. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't great. You know. There were parts where it was like I don't know, like not scoring any runs today. Yeah, you want to put bad. up at least a run against the Pirates. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I I think we got <laughs> spoiled a little bit. Uh. With this little run that. We went on. They keep doing this. They really do keep doing this. They keep going on these two or three week long runs where they look good, and then they go on a two week run where they can't score. And yeah, <laughs> we keep we keep getting sucked in, Hayden. We got we, we do. gotta stop doing we, we that. Gotta we gotta stop, stop doing, doing that. Show. <laughs> we gotta stop doing the show, man. We're we're too uh in the moment. We gotta. Step back a moment and realize <laughs> that we're rooting for a 60 and something and 80 team. Uh, Jeremy, do you want to do the read? I'll have the read. You don't want to. You don't have the read. All right, guys, you gotta use. Uh, you gotta go to thenatsreport.com. 
slash Hayden. Again, I don't know why we're using my name, but we are. That's pretty cool. Uh, and you'll get a 30-day free trial uh, for the Nats Report premium subscription. Uh, with that, you'll get full game notes for all the minor league teams. Minor league season's kind of wrapping up, but still, what are the game notes? You know, we got some. You know, we were just talking about it. Some pretty fun people down on the farm. Want to check that out? Uh, you'll also get access to game day discussion threads, where you know you get to talk about the game with you know Nats fans. You know, what's better than that? Uh, that, and then if you continue your subscription uh, past that 33 trial. You know, a nice little benefit. It's not like, you know, you're paying way more than the monthly subscription. It's actually 50% of the price of monthly subscription. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Uh, you know, thenatsreport.com slash Hayden up there. Yeah. Woo. All right. Uh, Jeremy, let me take that off. Uh, so that way it's not above our heads the rest of tonight. <laughs> uh, Kenzie Gore shut down. Kenzie Gore. He got shut down. He did. He had a good season. I think is gonna. I think is how it I'm was go a this. rough ending. Uh, let me pull up the stats. Uh, if you want to talk. Um, because look, at the beginning of the year, he was really good, right? And he, in the middle of the year, he started going up and down. Uh, he's obviously coming off the big injury last season. Uh, we when we got him from the Padres, he I mean he started last season with them and he was really good on like rookie of the year watch and then he got hurt. Uh, we acquired him. You know he started off really solid. He was probably the clear cut number one for the first month of the season. Um, and then Josiah Gray went in and did his Josiah Gray thing. Um, <clears throat> but he's been up and down. We talked, we've talked a couple times about it, really this whole pitching staff, but him in particular, where one day he'll go out and he'll throw six and two-thirds innings of two-run ball with 11 strikeouts and one walk. You know, he'll go do that once or twice a month. And then those other two starts, he'll go three innings, give up five runs, and walk four or something like that. You know, he's just been inconsistent. I think I think there was more good than bad, though, this season. Uh, when it comes, when you go uh, zoom out and you look at the broad thing, uh, I think there was more good than bad, and I think there's a lot to build off here. Uh, yeah, I, I think he had a really good season. I'm very impressed with the season he had. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you go back to the... Uh end of uh july he was essentially a league average pitcher on the year uh which i mean you know you're like oh a league average pitcher but you know for a 24 year old in major league baseball who it's kind of their first full season like you said like that's pretty impressive uh so you know that's really good and then if you go back even further you know the first two full months he was really good, you know, he was a well above average pitcher, you know, he was 11% better than the average pitcher by ERA, which is pretty good, especially when you're striking out over 10 batters, close to 11 batters per nine. 
Yeah. Yeah, I... No, he... That's the strikeouts. We talked a little bit about at the beginning of this episode. He's a... He's a strikeout pitcher mm-hmm. when he's on. And when he's on, he's on. He's really good. Um, we you, you wanted to shut him down a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so it's a good thing that they shut him down. You don't want to waste a talent like that. You don't want to. You don't want to blow his arm. Yeah, absolutely uh, not. Especially in a season where it doesn't matter, like mm. right now, it's really not worth him pitching two hundred innings. No, absolutely. Uh, and I mean, kind of the pivot out of you know talking about uh, Mackenzie Gore. Uh, Thad Ward was just activated earlier today, uh, which you know. To me, that kind of signals Cole Irvin's next. Or not Cole Irvin, Jake Irvin mm-hmm. is next. He gets shut down. Because they've stretched uh, Ward out in the minors. Where mm-hmm. he can throw. And he was actually throwing really well down in the, you know, the high minors. So, I, I don't necessarily mind it. Gives the Nats, like, a depth starter to... You know, use for the next. Because what they've got, they've got like what twenty five, thirty games left in this season now. Oh, I don't, I don't even think that's. I don't think it's that many. They got. Uh. Kind of figuring out. Forgot the best way to do this math. Ten, I think fifteen. Yeah, fifteen more games. Oh. Okay, I was way off. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think you know just shutting down Irvin after his next start. So at least, you know, he's just not making that one extra start. I, I don't mind it. Yeah. Uh, they got to 62 wins. It's an improvement. That was my goal this season. I wanted them to not lose 100 games. Mm-hmm. They did it. Yeah. And I'm very proud of them. So this is a successful season in my book. Uh... <laughs> I mean, you're honest. You're honest. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'll be happy with 70. Like, with the way they've played this year. You know, five more wins, I feel like that's... That's achievable. really doable. Yeah. I think they can get there. Yeah. No. Good game. Uh, a good, good, good season. Uh, the pitching has, been, has really been the big improvement. Uh, we talked about Mackenzie Gore already. Josiah Gray made his first All-Star game. Uh, pitched very well. Uh, and then Jake Irvin. I don't know how much shine we've given him on this show. but A lot, but not enough. He's been really, really, really good in a really average way. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he... You know he's going to go out there and get you five innings of solid pitching almost every time sometimes more you know but a really high floor guy and that's something they need he reminds me of um of joe ross when he was healthy Mm -hmm. and you know another uh a super high floor but not like a a outrageously high ceiling you know Mm -hmm. uh yeah, no, I've been, we've been. He's been super impressive this season. He's pitched a lot, and he's been really impressive. So, yeah, I mean, I think the other big improvement is C.J. Abrams. Uh, 
that guy has been, you know, just light switch flipped for this guy. He's insane. Uh, that and Ruiz really salvaged his year as well after a really bad first half. So, you know, good job by a lot of the core players. And Lane Thomas. Lane Thomas has had a spectacular year. I mean, he's cooled off lately. But, I mean, but like the line in general has become like, okay, like this is like this year's production is what we can expect from Lane Thomas next year. And then, I mean, aside from what he's done on offense, which has been pretty solid, he's got like 20 outfield assists this season. Uh, I actually put this in the briefing today. Uh, he has 17, which le or led major leagues out of, as of this morning. Uh, That's incredible. Yeah. You know? Um... That's another thing that we don't give him enough credit for. Uh, but no, I mean... No, that's... that's... His... Uh, if you look at, like, uh, his defensive value, it's like his range is below mm -hmm. average, but then his arm, like, cancels it out <laughs> completely. So it's like, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, he costs you a few runs on, like, you know, his routes and stuff like that. And then, you know, he just completely makes up for it and more... Uh, with his arm. Yeah. No. Uh, very, very nice season by a lot of these Nats. But we still got time. We still got 15 games. So. And then our last thing to talk about. We talked about the youth movement a lot this episode. Uh, down in Harrisburg, for the first time, we had a pretty fun lineup. Uh, with a lot of the draft guys uh, up, you had Robert Hassel the third, Dylan Cruz, James Wood, Brady House, and Yohandi know, Morales all hitting behind each other. And then you know behind them, then you had Trey Lipscomb, who you know has been really good in Double A AA this year. Israel Pineda, who we saw last year uh, as a catcher. And then Murphy Stelly, who's been really good this year offensively. And uh, Jackson Clough, who, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he made the big leagues at some point. Uh, just like a really good lineup. You know, the only guy that you're really thinking, oh, they're missing uh, Andrew Pinkney, uh, who they drafted and has been raking, like, since he debuted as a professional. Uh, just really, really fun. They lost the game. Oh, no, they won. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking of yesterday. Uh, no. Yeah, no, the future's bright here. So. Brady House Excited. hit a two-run or three-run home run. His third on, uh, in double-A this year, which is pretty good. <laughs> He's the guy who I think is going to take a little bit longer. I think Cruz, Wood, and Morales are up. And Lipscomb are all up next year. I'm right. to be honest. It's going to be a fun year. I'm excited. I'm super excited for next year. But we still got time. So, got time. so much time let's, to talk uh, about it. Let's to enjoy build the, up let's the see. anticipation. Just let's to enjoy the rest of this year before we just, before we just, uh, just uh, ignore Ignore it. the rest of this year? Yeah. No, we need we need to we need to focus on the rest of this year. We got fifteen games. Let's go fifteen, 15 and, games. 0. 15 15 and, and 0. 0. 
15 and 0. Jeremy, tomorrow the Brewers were heading to Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Irvin's on the bump against Wade Miley. Uh, Trevor Williams uh, is going to take on Corbin Burns. And uh, Patrick Corbin's going to take on Brandon Woodruff. Uh, um, not exactly the most. Not, not the matchups <laughs> that we want. Not the matchups you want. Uh, but <laughs> heading into that 15 0 potential streak. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's gonna be twelve and now. Uh, streak after that, after that <laughs> series, we'll be good. Uh, but then we go ahead and play the Braves three games after that. Uh, so it's not really a great stretch here. Uh, for this fifteen and no dream. No, we got it. We, we got, got it. it. This, uh, this is easy. Who's our nat to watch this weekend? My national to watch this weekend is a uh, Jacob Young. He we talked about him last show. He was super hot. Uh, he's cooled off a bit in this Pirates series. Uh, I want to see him, you know, get back to form. He's still making all those plays on defense, but, like, get that back going again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've been talking about pitching a lot. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to shout out. Joey Manassas. I need a Joey bomb. All right. We need a Joey bomb. Good we things need a happen. Joey bomb. Good things Good happen. Good things happen. Good things Joey happen. hits bombs. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just had to steal your player like that. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. you know, every time you ask me that question, I always want to say him, and I always have to stop myself. I would take a Jacob Young. All right. <laughs> if he didn't pick him, I would have. So. All right. But yeah, it's every time. It's every time you ask that question, I'm like Joey. I'm like, wait a second. Wait I said second. that last week and the week before. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I am excited for this Brewers series. Let's go 15 and 0 to end this season. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in to this week's episode, to this Thursday's episode of uh, in the clubhouse with the Nats report. We have been your hosts, Jeremy Lapidus and Hayden Raymer. Remember to go to thenatsreport.com slash Hayden to get your 30-day free trial of the Nats Report premium subscription. Uh, go check it. Uh, yeah, go get your free 30 days. There's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, the chats will be in there uh, whenever we can. So come talk to us about these games. Uh, and yeah, we will see you on Sunday. Thank you so much for tuning in.